0: Hi, this is Howard Jacobson and I am really excited today to be talking with Mimi Kirk. Hello, Mimi.
1: Hi, how are you, Howard?
0: I'm very well. So, um, I came across your story, um, as I was kind of going, going through c- sort of collecting evidence in favor of a plant-based diet, um, just to kind of show that it's, It's a normal thing that, that people can live on it. They can, they can be healthy. They can have energy. And I kept getting struck by, by all these sort of outlier cases. You know, like the, the 88 year old guy who runs marathons and, you know, just, just, just sort of weird crazy stories. And I have to say, I was, I was totally struck by, by your story, um, largely based on the visuals. Like um, and I you know, and I don't I don't want to be um you know, lookist or 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 sexist or shallow or anything like that, but the fact is you have a you have a really interesting story based on the fact that when I show your photograph to people and I cover up the caption and I ask people how old do they think you are, they typically say somewhere in the late thirties, early forties. So, so yeah. So so I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about, you know, with that as an introduction about your story, about uh, how old in fact you actually are, um, and kind of what what your your trajectory has been to get you here.
1: Well, first let me tell you, I photograph really great. <laughs> <laughs> start out with that <laughs> I do look a lot younger but I don't know about that Uh, you know I have lines on my face and I do you know I do show signs of a mature person but nowhere near my age of going to be 75 in September I was born in 1938 so I definitely look younger and but most of all for me I feel younger I feel like I'm in I wake up every day like I'm in my 20s I have boundless energy and you know, I can run circles around people a lot younger than myself. And my story basically is that I, I've i been a vegetarian or a vegan for the better part of 40 years. And I say better part because I was raised with a standard American diet. My mother made sure we had protein and meat at every meal and so forth. But when I was 17, I really learned to cook on my own. My mother wasn't a great cook, just kind of an average cook. And I learned... I was married early at 17, and um, my husband took me to a French restaurant, and then I saw what good food was like, and I was hooked. And I bought every cookbook I could find and started cooking and became a really, really good cook. Um, I was widowed at 29, and I started meditating after that. I'm the mother of four children. I have four children. My youngest wasn't a year old. And I started meditating, and I really felt the connectedness of everything in life. And that stopped me from really eating meat because I realized I was eating flesh, animal flesh, and I I woke up to the fact I did not need to kill to eat. So I started my vegetarian way of living, and I didn't understand what a vegan was. A vegan doesn't eat any uh cheese or dairy or anything. Not, no animal products, doesn't wear animal products, uh, doesn't use products that have animal products. That's what a vegan is. Vegetarian is a little more lenient because you might not eat what we call anything with a face, the animal itself, but you would eat byproducts, dairy and cheeses and wear leather and so forth. So I was pretty good at doing that for many years, told my children why we weren't going to eat meat at home. They could have it out, but they were very happy to be vegetarians. They loved animals and felt much like I did once I explained it to them. And I would go off every once in a while after, you know, 10 years, 15 years, I'd eat something that was not vegetarian. I'd eat some meat or something and then maybe for six months and then I'd go back on it again. So I was on and off kind of like that for so many years. And then I finally turned to be vegan for most of the time. And then again, on and off of that. But when uh, I I met my boyfriend and my mother always said the way to a man's heart is through his stomach even though she wasn't a great cook, and I figured he was nineteen years older than I, nineteen years younger than I am, so I better start making. I better start cooking, <laughs> I had to add something to what to, to the person I am, and I started making the normal foods because he ate everything at the time. He doesn't anymore, but he ate everything, and I started eating all of that. I gained twenty two pounds in a couple years. Uh, at my annual doctor's office when I was sixty nine, I found out my blood pressure and cholesterol was high. And I was getting arthritic pains. And, you know, 69 is a time when people, they call age-related diseases start happening. And um, I was very surprised, really, that I had all of that. I, I seemed to be healthier than the rest of my family. So the doctor handed me a prescription, and I went home really grumbly and unhappy. And I started researching on the Internet to find out all the information I can. And, of course, the Internet... Uh, It has a lot of confusing information and you really have to do a lot of research to find out what's true and what is not true. And I started reading about a raw food diet and it it seemed that people had healed themselves from all kinds of things, cancer, diabetes, you know, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, so many things. And being the foodie I was, I didn't think that would be something that would appeal to me as not cooking. I didn't really understand what the raw food diet was. So I thought I'd try it and see what it was like but the first thing I learned is that I should probably detoxify my body and that was done by doing a juice cleanse, a juice and salads is what I did. Um, Juicing green juices, lots of dark leafy greens and vegetables and some fruits and would drink several juices a day and eat salads, big salads, no oils or fats. I did that for several days and that really made me feel great so I continued on eating the raw food diet and learned lots of things, ways to make good food. Six months later, back at my doctor's office, my blood pressure was normal, my cholesterol had dropped 26 points normal, and I didn't have any arthritic pains at all in that six-month period. Hmm. So then I was really hooked and really started educating myself and learning how to make great foods. So that is my history of starting my diet.
0: Huh. Well, so you know, I hear a lot of things in there that, I, that I'd love to to explore with you, but just I want to start by saying that I, I love your story because it's, it's sort of so normal and, and like nonlinear. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like the, like if they were making the Hollywood movie, they wouldn't have you like start eating meat again and then go off it. And, and like, right. you know, that's, that's, I, I so can relate to that because I remember, yeah. you know, discovering, uh, John Robbins diet for a new America in 1990 and yeah. becoming really, yeah. really, Pure and feeling great in my body, and then like a few years later, like I'd basically forgotten, and I was back to old <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's funny how you know it's it's when we're sort of rushing through life, it's so easy to miss the cues. So I'm wondering whether whether even during all those years, all those ups and downs, you feel like your body was was telling you stuff that you maybe were just too. Too busy or or, or absorbed
1: in other things? I felt that I was a healthier eater than most people because I really wasn't a junk food person. I really liked good food and fresh food. I always bought fresh food and cooked from scratch. Mm. I wasn't a person who bought a frozen dinner or put something in the microwave. I really didn't think that was healthy and I didn't think that was good for my kids. So what I thought was healthy then really is different than I think is healthy now. I really thought I was doing something healthy, but I kind of kept upping myself. But here I think is a big secret about all of this. Of course nothing is a secret. We all really know everything. We're just in denial, but <laughs> I'll call it a secret. <laughs> you know, the older you get, the more you pay attention because you don't, re- you realize you don't have that much time to, to correct problems. So being 69 at the time and realizing I had this and looking at my family's health history. Now I do know that there's a lot of studies done on genes. Genes are not everything. They are 25% or less of how well and how long we live. But if your family has things like my family does, diabetes, both my sisters with cancer, heart problems, all kinds of things. I only have, I'm only i the youngest is seven. I have one sister living. That's it. Just lost my last sister just recently. Mm-hmm. They were not really following any kind of health thing at all. They were just eating what they thought was healthy or they thought was the normal diet. Um, you know, everybody thinks you have to have meat for your protein, so they were eating that. So I realized that you have to pay attention if your family has some health issues. Even if you're 30 and 40 years old, then you can take a look that those are things you can acquire down the line. And so you have to pay attention to reverse and keep those bad cells quiet. You know, I might have cancer in my body. I have autoimmune disease for sure, but it stays at bay. In other words, I have several things that react to autoimmune, which is arthritis is an autoimmune disease. And when you have one, you could get several more. So and I have some odd ones, but they don't come up. They don't show up. They don't bother me. They're just kind of dormant because I eat. I don't eat gluten and I eat well. So I think that we can keep those cancer cells, we can keep everything asleep in our body. We can start replacing our body with new cells. So I do believe that the older you get, the more conscious you get You get about this, about how much time you have left. But now I'm out here to encourage people to start earlier than me. Now, I mean, it's never too late because I really cleaned up at 69. So let's face the fact that it's not too late. But it is harder to reverse things when you get them than it is to prevent them. Mm. i don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it, it like I can advise people now, do the things that you need to do earlier, which we can talk about what I think is what keeps you not just living long i don 't want to just live long I want to live healthy there I see people my age all the time they're in walkers they can 't travel. I love to travel and go to Europe. I met a couple um on one of my trips uh we were taking my boyfriend and I were taking a little a boat somewhere and uh, for a little tour and the couple behind me from england was speaking to us and they said this is our last trip and i said why is that and they said we're 60 years old we can't travel so much anymore it's hard for you mm-hmm. at that time i was 70
0: uh-huh.
1: and i'm carrying my own suitcase and i'm walking upstairs and i'm running for trains and i want to live that way and so i it's important for me to have that pleasure rather than the pleasure of what's on my plate for two minutes you eat it and then you go on to another meal. It's forgotten. Even though it tastes great, that wonderful creamy old cheese that's so delicious, you know, I would rather eat my raw food, which I think is delicious. I make great cheeses and nuts, and I think they're delicious. You know, somebody might not compare them to the other, but they do. They definitely satisfy me. And uh, I would rather be able to live a healthy life and travel and see the world and eat the good fresh food that I eat. Than to um, eat something on my plate that I know is not good for me. That's not going to give me energy and give me life. It's going to take for me. It's going to sap my energy. So I, I'm really, I really know that raw food really does make a difference. A vegan diet and particularly a raw, plant-based diet really makes a difference in the health. I'm, I think I, I'm, I look younger, and I certainly feel younger than I did at 69. I don't feel like I'm really aging. I don't have those signs just yet. I'm an experiment, no doubt. I don't consider myself very old, just 75, you know, 80s and 90s. Who knows what that brings? I don't know until I'm there. And someone who's 40 and 50 calling themselves a longevity expert, they don't know what it brings (laughs) until they're in their 60s and 70s. So, you know, I know that that those people who were calling themselves that in those early years they know all the things I know but they don't have the physical experience of it like I have when something starts to turn and then you say ah what do I need more to take care of this you know and then I know what what things to add to my diet that will help me be stronger in those areas so that's how that's how I'm living at this point as a as an experiment Right. I'm having and a think, good time at it. <laughs> and
0: and I think that's so valuable because as you say, we, we live in a world of utter confusion mm-hmm. um, around health, around nutrition. And even, you know, I just got back from the North American Vegetarian Society summer conference, and even hmm. there there were speakers with vastly different ideas about what constitutes right. health. And, and and people find it so confusing and disempowering. And and for me, you know, I can't evaluate everything, but there's something to be said for, you know, someone, someone you look at them and you say, I just want to know what they're doing because there's, there's so, there's such an outlier. Like last week I had the privilege of interviewing Ruth Heydrich, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the marathon runner in her seventies mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who cured herself of, 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 metastatic breast cancer on a, on a plant-based right. diet and She's now is, is, also, mm-hmm. is also, um, I think completely raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and, you know, Dr. Colin Campbell, uh, who goes, goes jogging uh, oh, every yes. day at, at 80.
1: Yes, I mean, it is, you know, it's so interesting, because the media has portrayed us, the senior citizens, they call us, you know, the elderly group, that we're supposed to be a certain way, and even look a certain way. I have long blonde hair. Underneath, I have salt and pepper here, <laughs> but I, I feel very young, so gray hair doesn't seem to fit my, my calling at this point in my life. I feel very comfortable with blonde hair, and it's long. And women, you know, when they say when you age, you're supposed to cut your hair off. Well, I like long hair. I always have liked long hair. I haven't changed the length of my hair in many, many years. So, and I dress, uh, I don't think I dress below my age level, but I dress current and young, I think, and that also helps. Uh, sometimes people say, well, if you cut your hair off and had a permanent and put a old lady dress on, you'd look older. You'd look your age. Well, duh. I mean You know, outside <laughs> appearances are, are one thing. Of course I would, but I have no face work. I haven't had any plastic surgery, no Botox. I have lines on my face. It's very natural, but I think I look pretty good for my age. I'm I'm very happy. I, I wake up feeling younger, pass a mirror, and it's like, who's that? But still, I think I look very good for my age, and people never really suspect how old I am. And there is proof here now that eating, we're always told to eat our fruits and vegetables. They tell us the five servings of fruit and five servings of vegetables a day. Canada has upped that. They say ten servings of fruit and 10 serving of vegetables. Well, how do we get all of that? And when we say servings, let's say we say a cup, a half a cup to a cup, but a cup would be a serving. All right? How many people get that? They say that most of the people do not even eat two servings a day of those things. Food gives us vitamins and nutrients and minerals, live food. I mean fresh food from your produce from your farmer's market. Packaged food doesn't give you that. When they tell you that you get a certain amount of vitamins and proteins and whatever, carbohydrates and whatever it is on a package, they're giving you uh, fortified vitamins. They're not giving you what fresh food vitamins mean. It's fortified. And what I've learned over these years is that fortified vitamins store themselves in your body as fat. We don't use them as vitamins. So people are undernourished. That's why people undernutrient, That's why people eat so much. They're trying to satiate themselves. They're trying to fill themselves up. And so they eat more food than they need because they're really not getting the vitamins. All of us who eat a plant-based diet realize when we have our big green juice in the morning, we are satiated. We're full. Our little cells are doing a dance inside because they're getting all the nutrients they need. And and I I always recommend juicing to people, even if they don't do anything else and they don't cut anything else out of their diet. If they would just juice, they would be able to get all their vitamins and nutrients. Now, eating a plant-based diet is really healthy. But what happens is that when you start cutting out, you cut out like 90% of the food that is making you sick and making you tired, and giving you disease. That's what happens when you switch to a plant-based diet. It's not just that you're getting those nutrients, but you're cutting out that junk food that you ate. That is what really is going to help you uh, live a longer, healthier life.
0: Right, and I, I've been comparing the standard American diet to sort of continually hitting yourself over the head with a hammer, and, <laughs> really. which kind of helps people understand why why the why the improvements are so rapid it's not that yeah it's, and they it,
1: are it, rapid it's not yeah. that a plant-based put the plant based diet
0: is, down. <laughs> it's not that it's magic right you just put you down put, the you hammer put the
1: hammer down yeah <laughs> that's a great um, that's a great analogy yeah. it and, is true because you know a plant based diet like i say is full of nutrients and then of course now as you know Howard, we have this other thing we're looking at is that genetically modified foods so I would say that almost everything that you would buy in a package, a can, a pouch, a bag, any of those processed foods, there's something genetically modified in that food. we We, we don't mark our food here in the states that it's genetically modified, but a lot of uh, a lot of products now in the health food store are saying non-GMO. So you know you you have to look at the labeling and you have to buy from maybe an organic uh, farmer at your farmer's market, best place to shop, I think because it, you know what you're getting. We don't want food that's messed with. We want heirloom food that's original, that's giving us the vitamins and nutrients that we know that we should have in our body. Otherwise, eating something uh, all day without getting any fresh food, which you know most people eat, because they're in a hurry. And, you know, we neglect our health because we're in a hurry about our business, right? We've got to be strong. We've got to take care of our business. And then guess what? what happens when you retire? All that stress, all that fast food you were eating, all that time you didn't take care of yourself, you can't have the life that you were working towards. And I think that is so important for people to understand. All you have to do is go to a senior home, an assisted living home, and see people in my age and even younger who can't do anything. They're there. They're living there, playing bingo and finishing out their life in this place. If you go there, you will wake up to taking better care of yourself. It's frightening to see what happens if you don't take care of yourself.
0: Right. So, and, so, so, and, I, so and, go yeah. ahead. Sorry.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Well, I, I would love to explore with you a little bit about the idea of, you know, there's plant based, there's adding plants, and then there's, there's raw. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess depending on who we're talking to, if we're, if we're talking to, um, to sort of the folks who are going to end up in assisted living who have been eating the standard American diet. Um, you know, there, there's a way in which, like, uh, us, deci- you know, describing whether regular plant-based or raw is better is like, you know, poor people listening to billionaires discussing, like, hedge yes. fund strategies. <laughs> right, so, right, so right. How do, how do you, you know, so I, I think I heard you say that, like, if you tell people if they're going to change one thing, it would be to just add juicing.
1: Yes, here's what, here's my thing that I think people really need to do. Number one, I would say this is number one. Processed food. You have to stop eating processed food. It, it really, everything in a package, a box, a can, everything you see at your grocery store, if you read those ingredients on the back, you can see how much chemicals are in there. The food has been processed. There's a blueberry cereal that a big company makes. There's no blueberries in the box. It's not real. It's made with like corn syrup and and uh, you know chemical uh, flavorings. Um, Betty Crocker has a carrot cake. It's carrotless, so people don't read labels to see what's in their food. Someone can buy a little chicken pie. You know, it looks like a little teeny chicken pie, and it's got full of salt, and it's you know like eight eight hundred cal eight hundred milligrams of salt, um, and it tells how many calories there are in there. But if you take a look, closer look at that box, that little That little um, chicken pie is for two people. So if you eat the whole thing, you've got thousands of milligrams of salt in you in one meal. So I think people need to, first of all, uh, take a look at what processed food is. Because if they could cut that out, that only leaves them to make things from scratch. Much better. That would be the best thing, is to start cooking from scratch, fixing yourself food from scratch. Okay so that's very clear processed food and fast foods making us very sick at a much earlier age so that would be one thing to try to change for yourself the second thing would be that how do you get enough nutrients in your body because you can't chew as many as much greens and vegetables as you need for the day these 10 servings let's say of everything even the 5 servings you can't really absorb that much so what you need to do is juice that when you juice you're taking care of so much of what your daily requirements are. And you can either do it in a blender or you can do it in a juicer, which is ever easier for you. I like juicing because I do juice a lot of greens, spinach, kale, romaine, lettuce, all different kinds of greens. I use cucumber and celery. Uh, Celery is really good for high blood pressure. Cucumbers are very good for your skin. I use apples in there because they're low-toxin. Uh, fruit. I use lots of apples and I use carrots and I'll juice that for a drink and I'll drink 16 ounces to 32 ounces a day. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's the size of one of those large mason jars. So that's 32 ounces and you can drink that throughout the day. And I always eat a big salad at some point in the day with lots of whatever I have in the refrigerator chopped up in there, other vegetables. And you have to chew very slowly because the juice... And raw food gives you the enzymes your body needs to digest what you eat. So let's take cooked food, for instance, a cooked vegetarian or vegan diet. You cook the food and it's already heated so the enzymes are killed. So you're losing the enzymes when you're a vegetarian or a vegan, but not when you're raw. Just to explain what that is. Food should not be heated over 115 degrees because it kills the enzyme. I do warm food, but not over that degree. So, all right, so now you've started no processed food and you've added these green drinks, even one a day, start with that in the morning, and then you have a big salad for lunch. So already you have raw food in your body. That helps your digestion. It helps move food through your body faster. Cooked food takes 30 hours, 36 hours to digest. Raw food takes like a third of that to digest and it goes through your body. So you're you're replacing the bad cells with good cells by doing that. So, just taking a step at a time, nobody is going to do overnight like I did unless they're sick and they've made a huge commitment to themselves to go raw and stay raw or high raw or 90% raw or whatever they want to do. A lot of people don't eat all raw, but they eat almost all raw. I eat, you know, a cooked sweet potato or an artichoke every once in a while, but I still eat raw food almost every day, not any, I don't eat that all the time, only on occasion. But I love the raw food. And, of course, such, uh, since I've learned how to make raw food, and now I have my second raw food book out, Live Raw is my first book. It has a juice fast in there, a juice cleanse in there, a detox, which, which allows you to eat, drink juices, salads, and have soups for dinner. Anyone could do that to clean their body out for a few days and then start changing their diet slowly. And then I always suggest learn to make some of the good gourmet, more tight raw foods because if you have, let's say, um, uh, zucchini lasagna or zucchini pasta, magic. It tastes really like the real noodle. If you learn to make a couple of those things, you can replace white flour or even wheat flour pasta, which has gluten in it, for the zucchini noodle. So you have to take step at a time to learn how to do that but believe me if you're if you're eating good food you won't want anything else you won't be craving that other food because you'll know how to make a cheese or you'll know how to make a lasagna or you'll know how to make a burger or whatever it is that you that you liked in the standard american diet once you learn how to make that it makes it so much easier to, to eat this way like i eat i couldn't stay on it if the food wasn't good believe me i love food too much <clears throat> I really enjoy eating. And if this food wasn't good, there's no way I'd be on it for six years and eating the way I do. Nice. So that that's, <clears throat> that's the secret there is just to start. And, you know, you can't be eating out all the time. You have to learn to take care of yourself. Uh, you have to look, like I say, your family history, what they have you have to treat yourself with love and sit down and give yourself good food. And if you're the one who cooks in your home, then you have to make sure that you're feeding your family food that is going to give them energy and life and not do the opposite. Because we walk around, I'm sure all of us have seen people in the grocery store who are overweight, and it isn't about how you look to me. It's about how your health is and how you feel inside. They're grabbing things off the shelf, throwing them in their basket, not even looking to see what ingredients are in there. <clears throat> and people who think that they can't afford to eat healthy, they have to take a look and figure out how to do that, like going to a farmer's market and going at the end of the uh, the market when they're selling the food cheaper because they don't want to pack it up to take home. There are ways you can shop like that. Buying a bag of chips instead of a couple pairs because you think you're going to fill up more on the chips Really isn't true. You're not going to fill up. You're going to be full, but you're not going to be healthy full. So we have to kind of, we have to kind of, um, t- uh, take care of our own health and not make it like the doctors are, uh, know the answers to everything. You know, like my doctor, when he handed me a prescription for uh, blood pressure medicine, and I looked up at him and I said, how come you don't tell me to change my diet or to exercise? He said, because most people are lazy and they'd rather have a pill. Hmm. I yeah. think that's very that's very true.
0: There was a real interesting discussion um, of a couple of doctors at this con- conference I was at, where they were discussing whether, wh- if a doctor withholds this information from you, because mm-hmm. they're just cynical or they just assume that no one's going to listen, you know, the the, the, the cornerstone of, of medical ethics is informed consent. You kind of tell the right. patient what their options are. And, and the question was whether not talking about a whole food plant-based diet, and in your case a, a raw whole food plant-based diet, is actually a form of malpractice.
1: Well, they don't know. They're not trained in, uh, I know doctors, they're not trained in nutrition. Look at some of them. They're a heavy set. You know, maybe they stopped smoking, finally. <laughs> they were smoking. They used to smoke. You know, you could smell it on them. But you see some of these doctors that are overweight. I know a doctor I used to date years ago, overweight. He's, he's an arthritic, uh, uh, osteoarthritic doctor, very well known for John Hopkins. He was overweight and I used to ask him, do you tell patients who have arthritis to not eat salt and stuff? And, and he, this guy was eating tums and all kinds of things. And I went over to the library with him at uh, John Hopkins one time and he was a doctor who was a, uh, went into the courts to, uh, I forgot what they're called, but he went into the courts to speak on behalf of what he knew about uh, an illness or something that somebody had. This doctor was very well respected and was not trained in diet. He didn't think it made a difference. So doctors today, it is malpractice, but they don't, they're not trained. They're not trained in that. My doctor knows me now. He already knows when I come in, just take my blood test, tell me if my B and D levels are fine, and then, <laughs> then I'm going to go. Because I want to hear what they have to say, and I'm not saying all doctors are bad. There are certain things that are very important. But you can't just leave it to the doctor. You have to take your health in your own hands. You have to research. You have to ask questions, and you have to find out. I know hundreds of people who lost hundreds of pounds on a raw food diet. I know tons of people they don't take their diabetes medicine anymore. They've switched diabetes. One, including my granddaughter, who found out at 11, she just last year, has type 1 diabetes like her father has. And she, my daughter, who's very healthy and follows mostly a raw food diet, told her all the things she should do. She said, well, I don't think I can go raw, but I will stop eating gluten. She has not had a shot in almost a year now. Type 1 diabetes. She is watching what she eats. She makes, you know, a lot of raw food. She makes raw chocolates and stuff like that. She does watch what she eats. Not one shot for a kid at that age to have that happen. So a lot of people reverse themselves from diabetes. And there's tons of people on cancers, many types of cancers that are gone eating the raw food diet. Because something happens when you replace the bad cells from growing with good cells that are growing. It's like the free radicals. It's like a domino effect inside your body. Picture the dominoes all stacked up. You hit one and they all fall down. Well, free radicals, when one changes, when one eats one of those good cells, takes a bite out of it, it's like the vampire. Then, you know, that, then that cell turns into a bad cell. And the next cell takes a bite of the next one and that turns into a bad cell. So what we want to do is replace, get the toxins out of our bodies because disease can't live in an alkaline body, only in a toxic body when you eat food, junk food, ch- chemical-laden food, MSG, all the junk they put in our food today made with weird stuff, and we're using chemicals on our body that are not good for us, cleaning supplies and whatever else we use, underarm deodorant and stuff like that, those things are causing problems in our, in our system today. And that's what we have to reverse. So even if you don't want to eat all raw, you still have to eat enough raw food to keep your enzymes going to be able to, um, you know, keep your body functioning properly and food not sitting in there getting putrefied and having it move through. So don't go all raw. Still, I still advise vegan. Eat yourself, you know, the green juice in the morning. Have a big salad for lunch and fruit in between and have yourself a cooked vegan dinner with quinoa and some steamed vegetables. I mean, that's a fabulous meal. But raw food, you can mimic anything. I make breads. I have fabulous breads I have beautiful cheeses I put spreads out for people they don't even know it's raw they just think it's delicious desserts can't be beat raw desserts they are spectacular anywhere from cheesecakes to chocolate pudding to whatever last night I made myself an almond milk and put some raw cacao powder in there and a few dates and a frozen banana and I had myself this beautiful chocolate shake (laughs) it was like this decadent thing that was good for me So, you know, the food is delicious and and uh, not difficult. You can learn some of the easy dishes and move yourself up to cooking more. But the food is great and it makes you feel great. When you finish it, you're energized instead of depleted. And that's what we want. That's what we all want. No one can be say they're too healthy. I've never heard that. So along with the raw food, because that's our good food we're talking about, it doesn't stand alone. There are other things you need to do. Exercise is very important. We all know that. I don't really like it. Um, It's not one of my favorite things. I would have could have been better all my life at it. But I do walk and I do yoga. I try to keep very active up and down stairs. But I try to do something conscious every day that keeps me really what I feel is exercise, like walking or yoga, very important. And, of course, a good attitude. We can't buy in that we are going to be old. And, oh, well, this is just an old age coming on oh, this disease is just old age, it's expected. It's not expected. We can live without disease for many, many years. We can live to be, I don't know if you know the man who's 113 years old, Bernardo lapallo No. Well, there's a guy who's he's raw food. I think he ate fish at one time, but he doesn't now. His name is Bernardo lapallo someone you should definitely interview. He's 113 years old. I met him two years ago. He said, he looks, he said to me, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell the difference between when I was 90 and now. I look the same. <laughs> <laughs> and he's full of energy and he, he spoke at an event I spoke at the day before I did. He stood on the stage for an hour in a suit, all dressed up. He walks every day two hours barefoot and, and when it's cold, he'll put socks on. And he um, drinks green tea, eats, puts superfoods, you know, some green spiruline or something in his drink. And he's a raw food person. He's 113 years old. And there are people running at 100. That Indian guy just finished a marathon at 100 years old. So we're really, I think our bodies are meant to hold up longer. And that's, like I say, I'm experimenting with that. But I do think that we can do things to take care of ourselves, our mind, keeping active, not overeating, eating healthy foods, exercising, not being lazy, you know, lift things. I'm not afraid to lift things or carry my own suitcase or run up and down the stairs. I don't try to make my life easy in that way. I park far from the market or the shopping mall. I try to make things to make my life a little more difficult to walk. I was in a store yesterday and some guy was in a, one of those chairs, um, that, you know, like a wheelchair thing that he runs himself, operates. Uh-huh. And he was talking to the, one of the employees in the store and he said, it's terrible getting old. And I looked at him and I thought, that guy is probably about my age. He's probably not any older than me. And he told the man who said he was 58, he says, you don't want to get old. It's terrible getting old. I really wanted to jump in the conversation, but I'm walking around looking and thinking to myself, it's not terrible. I'm, uh, I you're, feel great. <laughs> you're,
0: better, you're better than I am. I I, uh, I, I, I still get in trouble. Like we'll be shopping somewhere, and my wife and son will look at each other and walk away because they know I'm about to get into a an <laughs> argument with someone. I know.
1: I know it's hard not to, but I was quiet yesterday. But no, I normally, believe me, I was at the health food store and someone was looking for a, those package cleanse things. It was a young girl and her mom, and I couldn't stand it anymore. I had to turn around and say something. I was like, don't buy that. That's too harsh on you. You know, have a green juice every day. Try that for a week and tell me if your body changes and stuff. So I gave her some information she should do. I normally do step in. It's hard to see other people... Um, living a life they don't have to live. So I know what you mean. I usually say too much, but I don't know. Yesterday I decided to keep (laughs) quiet. The man was in a wheelchair saying I didn't want to, you know, get kicked out of the store or something. But it's hard to see people at the grocery store shopping the way they do with kids following them that are already overweight and they're following behind, putting stuff in the basket. You just want to say, look, this is not it. People are ready to hear it, and some people aren't ready to hear it, And some people are half ready to hear it. And then when they get sick, they're totally ready to hear it. I I have about 10 speaking engagements I have set up for the rest of this month. And every time I walk into a room and start talking to people, I look around the room and I can see why they're there. They could be an elderly couple that's already dealing with problems. And I know that it's difficult for them. So I do my talk kind of you know, directed towards them. And I know that they want to do something because they all buy my book afterwards. So then I know I've done a good job and hopefully they'll follow some of that. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do the best they can. Not everybody's going to be gung-ho like you and me and realize we have to do this. Some people are just going to be, oh, I got to start out eating a little healthy because I take too many pills. And the thing we do know is once you start medication, one leads to another and that leads to more. And before my sister passed away, she was taking 18 pills a day. She had so many different ailments and then she breaks down her own immune system that can't start healing itself. And then all of a sudden you die with a, you know, a basket of pills next to your bed.
0: That's not what I have
1: in mind for myself.
0: No, I find it ironic that our society will, will tell us that, you know, marijuana is the gateway drug. You know, I think like. You know, Lipitor is the gateway drug.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I was watching on t- on television, and there was some show where I guess elderly, elderly people might watch or something, I forgot what it was, or the news or something. There were like five advertisements in a row that told you what to take for different ailments, depression or this or that, and they all had such a list of side effects that were longer than the benefits that I just couldn't even believe that somebody would watch that and they'd say... Oh I feel so much better now after taking this pill. And here they could be choking and dying and bleeding and having a hemorrhage and causing, you know, uh, uh unconsciousness and death, you know, and still they'll go and take that pill before they go turn to food. What can you do with those people? I don't know what would make them think any differently and maybe they never will. So that's not the audience that we're probably talking to or is listening to us. These are people you know, we're preaching sometimes to the half converted or sometimes they don't know when I go to a talk exactly what they're going to hear and they're quite surprised that what they hear and many of them are willing to make a little bit of a change, even a little bit. And that's all we can ask for is try to get more nutrients in your body with fresh produce, fresh fruits and vegetables. Mother Nature knew what they were doing. You know, she knew, why do we have all this beautiful stuff? You know, why are we altering it? Why are we GMOing it? Why are we, why are we trying to just feed more people and kill our land? I mean, it's just a shame of what goes on with the big manufacturers. I'm, I'm in, I'm in awe that all this stuff is allowed in the market. Seriously. It's, it's what's making us sick. This packaged food. And so if people could cut that out, spend a little time to cook for themselves. And be a little more disciplined. I really think people can live longer and healthier and enjoy life and enjoy their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids and be able to travel when they're 80, you know, and 90 and, uh, keep their mind alert. I, I do think it could be different. You don't have to get everything that your, your ancestors had. You could make a change. And that I know is true because I'm walking proof of that. I do not have what my family has at this point and they had it by now. So not that I won't get it, but I'm doing my best to prevent it. And so far, so good. So knock on wood. <laughs> right,
0: on. right on. Yeah. You know, and, you know, some, something that I hear a lot is that, well, you know, the, this idea of it is expensive and people are very busy and not everyone can afford it. And, you know, for, for me, that means the people who can afford it have an absolute obligation to change the market by demanding Better food by voting with their wallets, so that we can have economies of scale, so that so that entrepreneurs can see that there is a market and make it more widely available, and then also, you know, to work with with local activists who are trying to um, to end food deserts, to right, to, bring, to to bring fresh food to to inner cities and to rural areas where it doesn't exist. And now. plant
1: the garden. Everybody can plant a seed. And do something, even a little window box or grow some herbs or something on your own. Uh, it really puts you in touch with nature and what, what where food comes from. Once you grow anything, you have a whole new appreciation for growing food and what that is. Like I go out to my garden. I have a very small garden. It's raised up on legs like a table would be and so it could be put anywhere. I have a lot of critters where I live, so putting a, a garden in the ground isn't good. I'd have to use pesticides and all that stuff. So I have a raised bed, and I grow zucchini. I grow herbs. I grow lettuce, and just going out and picking something yourself, it really teaches you about what fresh fruit tastes like. But back to this fact about being able to afford it, no one can afford to be sick. We can't afford today to be sick, even if you have some health insurance and you still have to pay a copay it's very expensive if you're spending all your time running to doctors and buying pills and getting vitamins and things that you uh and getting drugs um uh, medicine once you age. That's where you're spending all that hard-earned money you worked for is trying to keep yourself um alive. That's no way to live. So you have to start taking a look at what's most important. It really is a commitment to yourself. It's treating yourself like someone you love. And, you know, we're not told that we're supposed to do that. But if you don't love yourself, you're not going to treat yourself well. If you love someone, you'd do anything in the world for them. You want to make sure they're eating right and that they're taking care of themselves. That's how we feel about our children and our mates, and we want them to be doing the right thing. So you have to put that into your budget that you're going to eat healthy. And like I say, if you go to a farmer's market stand, at the end of the day, you can buy things that they, would, they don't want to take home that you can buy fresh. And delicious. And about time, we, again, what are we spending our time on? Working at a job all day and then not taking care of ourselves? And then, like I say, when you get to that age that your job is not there anymore and you're retired, you're spending that money you made, if there's any left, on doctor bills. You can't travel. You don't feel healthy enough to do it. So we have to start realizing what's important here. You know, in Europe, they really do enjoy their life differently, they take off those hours during the day. Uh, they take the hours off to sit and uh, uh, eat out at a cafe, and then they go back to work. They take a few hours during the day to spend time with friends and to enjoy themselves and then go back to work. They have a really good method for that. We don't do that. We just work, 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 and then come home late at night and eat whatever we can and eat it sitting in front of the TV. It's just not a way. We have to retrain ourselves.
0: Right. So um, you know, something I I just want to... put a highlight on is you've used the word try a lot mm-hmm. and i think that's such mm-hmm. an empowering word for people um to just it's as an invitation to try this because you know you you speak very eloquently and convincingly about the benefits of a raw food diet and yet i know lots of people even in the vegan community or the whole mm-hmm. plant-based community who who have a different opinion and so you know there's There's so much opportunity for people to just throw up their hands and get confused. And, you know, the invitation here is try something.
1: Right. I mean, if you do want to do something about your health, and, and everybody always feels like can improve, no matter where you're at, even me, we can always do a little better. And that's what we have to do, is keep trying to do better. Like I say, I don't really like exercise. I have to really work at it. So I try all the time to do better. You know, some days I'll stay in bed and not go to yoga. Because I just didn't feel like getting up yet, you know. I'm on the computer answering questions for people. And then it's like, okay, i got to pay attention. Tomorrow I've got to go. So we just have to do our best.
0: If people are very confused because they'll hear something about raw and they'll hear something about cooked right. and whether we should have more, you know, we should juice or we should have whole foods or, you know, the the answer is all of this is like these are all millionaire strategies in a paupers world and try it try you know you tried things for yourself you're you say you're an ongoing experiment everyone can do this
1: everyone like, you know, it is it, not going to you it isn't, it, of course it's easy for wealthy people to go out and get a juice fast and pay two hundred dollars for three days to get their juice made for them so they don't have to do it because they don't have time but that's not for most of us that's why you have to learn to do that yourself If you work, you could do it at night. Put it in a jar and close it up and take it to work with you in the morning or have it on your drive to work. Anyone can do it. You can put fruits and vegetables into a blender. Uh, Even an inexpensive blender, you can do that and add water so it becomes smooth and strain it if it's still lumpy, if you can't get the best blender. There is a way to do things, but it can't be that you just have to put, you can't put that aside and think that the only thing is important is your work. That's not what life is about. You have, if you don't take care of your health, you won't be healthy as you age. That's all I can say. You know, women, it's really interesting because this, this way of eating is growing very, very quickly. Faster than when I was a vegetarian at 32 and no one even knew what that was. There are vegetarian restaurants. There are vegan restaurants. There are raw restaurants. You can buy things at the store now gluten free. There's so many things that you can do today that, that is moving so quickly. You can buy raw food on the shelves at your health food store. You know, there's everything is out there today and it's moving very quickly because smart people have found out that doing this improves your health.
0: Right. And that's, and that's the other thing that I see is, is really changing that this, you know, eating healthy is becoming normal again. And right. you know, every, everyone wants to be normal. I'm just I'm just listening to a wonderful um, recorded book called "Contagious" about why some ideas spread and become viral. And one of the points the author makes is that, given complete free will, most people will just copy what they see other people doing around them. Mm-hmm. Which which is why I think it's so valuable for you to be out there and. And to be giving talks and for other people who are who are eating this way to just be real visible about it so that we can change kind of people's referent group. Like, you know right. it, in, it's the 50s, true. in the fifties everyone ate steak and potatoes and right. you know, heart in heart attacks, right. you know, bypass surgery now yeah. is like almost a rite of passage in your fifties. And we it's have to hard show to... people there's another normal.
1: And and there is because it's hard for anyone see that's why I say there's no secret. Every one of those shows, those talk shows, talk about healthy eating, Dr. Oz, there's all those doctor shows on now, Oprah, people talk about juicing, every magazine I pick up has got something, Woman's Magazine, has got something on the cover about health, green drinks, juicing, eating a plant-based diet, everywhere you turn now, it's there. So people could deny it and say, I'm not giving up meat, I don't believe it, that's fine, those people can continue eating the way they do if that's the way they feel, I sit- at a table with people that are eating meat. They don't really understand it. I don't try to make them wrong or tell anybody anything else. If that's what they want to do, that's their choice. But there is no secret. It's out there in the open for everybody to see and to read and to find out. It's up to us if we want to be in denial denial about taking care of our health or if we just think doctors are the gods and they're going to give us a pill so it doesn't matter. When we age, we'll just get a pill and that will make us feel better. They'll they'll help us along. So. That's some people are going to always feel that way, I suppose, but I do see it changing. I'm very optimistic. I see it changing very, very quickly. I think there's more of us out there now and the more numbers of us out there that are eating right and talking about it and showing being an example. I think that makes a big difference. I know personally that the following I have on my Facebook pages um, and my fan page, so to speak, fan page, sounds funny, but I have a fan page on <laughs> Facebook. It's growing constantly. I do YouTube videos. It's been over a million hits on my YouTube videos, far over a million, that the people who've watched my YouTube videos can contact me and say, now I have somebody to look at that I can mimic, you know, and, and idolize and think that, oh, if I do this, then I could be healthy like you. So that's happening. And I'm not the only one out there. There's a lot of people in this in this health field that have a lot of followers, a lot of fans, same thing. They're following them because they think they look good and feel good and they have somebody to look up to. So we are teaching. We are teachers out here. That's what we're meant to be doing right now. Right. And uh, I think we are We are influencing. I have, I have people all over the world in all kinds of little places I've never even heard from that contact me and ask me questions and say they want to start eating this way all over the world. I ship books. I ship my books all over the world. So it's amazing and I got back my second book is an international raw food book. And my boyfriend and I traveled to seven countries and everywhere I went and spoke there was standing room only. I spoke in Spain, I spoke in uh France, I spoke in Italy and Greece and and in uh uh spoke to people in India and Thailand and there were standing room only. There are people all over the world, all the same like us within a human body that want to get healthier. We're all the same. And the other thing that we're all connected all over the world, we all eat. (laughs) You know, we all eat food. And now a lot of the countries, the European countries are having more markets than they do, you know, grocery stores where they have top processed food than they used to have. So they're going to be having more problems because people used to just shop at the farmer's markets, which still exist on a daily basis. But now convenience has put it that they've got foods in packages. So, you know, all over the world, it's the same thing. There's going to be people eating processed food and people eating fresh food from the market. But European people seem to uh, appreciate their food and cook more fresh food than packaged food. Americans were very much into fast packaged foods. That's right. kind of one of our, our problems. I, I see it all over that, you know, Europeans seem to eat better. Right. Germany, everywhere I went, you know, there was, of course, markets, but people were really shopping at the farmer's markets on a daily basis to get their food. So, of course, you have to be healthier if you're eating fresh food and not eating packaged food.
0: Right. So um, so you mentioned your cookbooks. You mentioned your Facebook pages. So I'm imagining that a lot of people are listening to this and are very inspired and excited and want to know more. Where can they where can they follow you? Find your stuff. Tell us. Tell us. Well, how people can I remember, have a web. I have a
1: a website. It's youngonrawfood.com. dot com. I post recipes there and my schedule where I'm speaking and things like that. Young on raw food. I also post products in my shop that I use. I don't sell them personally. They're through an Amazon shop. But you can see the things I use. If you're interested in equipment or food, you can go there and find it. Uh, you could look for me on YouTube by just putting in Mimi Kirk in the search engine column. Same thing on Facebook. And my fan page is Mimi Kirk Author. That's the page you can join. The other two pages I have are full, so I can't accept any friends there. But you can join my other page, Mimi Kirk Author. I post all kinds of things there. You can ask me questions, and I love to answer people. And that's how you can get in touch with me. And I live in the San Diego area, so I do a lot of speaking engagements locally. And um, this year, I'm promoting the books. So I'm staying in the country. I'll be just traveling around here rather than going to Europe this year. Next year, I'll probably take some European trips. But I do consult and and try to help people the best I can. I have a, I do a couple, take a couple clients a month, um, and because I have so many speaking engagements, I can't really do more than that. So that's kind of how you can get in touch with me and uh, my. My email is mimi.kirk at yahoo.com. If, uh, you know, if you're not on Facebook, you can reach me that way.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, Mimi, thank you so much for taking the time. This is, uh, you know, another in the episode of This Is What's Possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, we can talk for hours, Howard, about this subject because I can tell we're both passionate about it and we know that People can be helped no matter what you have, no matter what disease you have, no matter what, how old you are, what stage of life you're at. You can improve. It's true. You can. Yep.
0: So, uh, again, thank you so much. I thank really you. Youngonrawfood.com. I've been looking at some of the recipes and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go home and try the, uh, the apple pie.
1: Yeah. Be- and by the way, all the recipes you see there you can find the actual demonstration of it on YouTube. You can see a live video like a little cooking class on YouTube. For any recipes on my site, you will find a YouTube recipe for it. Awesome. Well, again, th-
0: thank you so much. I, You're welcome. I appreciate you taking the time and, and a your, pleasure. Your, your your passion for, for sharing this. And uh, may you uh, continue for at least another 50 or 60 years to, uh, to educate us about this wonderful thank way you. of living.
1: Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.